0: To a very special episode of Popcorn Podcast where we talk to Jamin Hudson about his new documentary, From Sky to Sea.
1: I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff.
0: And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist.
1: And we love to talk all things movies, especially extraordinary documentaries like this one, Lee.
0: Now, Jamin Hudson's spectacular aerial whale and dolphin imagery reaches hundreds of millions of people online every day. But unbeknown to most, he is confined to a wheelchair. Documented by From Sky to Sea, Jamin embarks on the greatest challenge of his life as he begins a quest to become the world's first underwater cinematographer. With quadriplegia.
1: Just an extraordinary, extraordinary man and story here. Uh, this film is written and directed by Leighton DeBarris and stars, of course, Jamin Hudson, Jess Hudson, Leslie and Peter Hudson, among other real life people mm. in, his, in his life.
0: Now, when the movie starts, we're meeting Jamin in quite a positive place, aren't we? He's come to terms with his accident and mm. disability. He's living quite well with it. As he says in his own words, time heals all wounds and he's thrown himself into his work and this new challenge of becoming an underwater uh, cinematographer.
1: I'd like to just talk about the opening sequence mm. as well when Jamin actually tells you the story of his accident on, on the sand dunes mm. when he became a quadriplegic at 17, so young. Mm. And I don't know how you felt, but this, this moment highlights how something so beautiful like the sand dunes, so beautifully captured uh, in camera, can be so unexpectedly dangerous. And I think that that Mm. theme carries throughout the life of the film when Jamin, as you mentioned, trains for his next challenge, his next adventure in life, which is to get back Mm. into the ocean and all the danger that comes with that as a man with a disability uh, and what he's trying to, to do. It's extraordinary.
0: And the ocean is so important to Jamin. He's grown up. With his family owning a um, sightseeing boat business.
1: Yeah, and they're all scuba divers and definitely Mm. out seeking adventures and obviously, you know, dirt biking and all all the rest of it. It's a very active lifestyle in in his hometown of Esperance, WA in Australia.
0: Beautiful Western Australia, who is the star of so many movies at the moment. And you can see why, because it's gorgeous.
1: Yeah, it's so beautiful. And you mentioned about Jamin's wildlife photography at the top mm. of the episode and his approach to that is spreading positivity instead of negativity in the world. Mm. And then being a part of the community that his work fosters is all about appreciating your surroundings and the beautiful landscape mm. that Esperance WA, that he that he is creating and he's sharing yeah. with the world. It's extraordinary.
0: I mean, as you said, the cinematography is astounding like rivaling that of National Geographic or David Mm. Attenborough documentaries I think but you would expect that with the experience that Leighton the writer and director brings to this he's been a cinematographer for decades so I mean he knows what he's doing and that is top notch I think
1: yeah, top notch. I feel like not only does this film follow this incredible story of Jamin and his adventure to get back in the ocean and and take his wildlife mm. photography into those elements despite his disability, but it's also as much a nature documentary as well with the incredible experience mm. of Leighton, like you said, and then Jamin's own drone aerial photography work as well. It's just such a stunning film to look mm. at. It's just beautiful in every way.
0: It's quite an uplifting documentary, isn't it? Because he's also dealing with the birth of his first son, mm, yeah. adorably named Captain. How cute is that? It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah, so cute. So fitting as well.
1: Yeah, you feel so compelled to go out and make something of yourself and your life after watching this mm-hmm. film because you're watching Jamin never give up and he's just got this uh, this ambition you know, to, to achieve something uh, that he never thought he'd be able to do or no one else thought he would be able to. So I think there's a lot to take out of this film from that perspective.
0: And it just shows that you shouldn't let go of your dreams or stop setting new goals for yourself just because life doesn't look the same anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that how Jamin portrays that message to the audience is – always through this lens of humor. He's a very Mm. funny guy. And he's kind of like that lovable larrikin sort of, uh, Mm. sort of personality. But then he kind of like wraps up that humor in some really poignant things of inspiration where he says stuff like forget your old life and move on with your new one. It's like always Mm. looking forward, always having this positive, optimistic Mm. outlook on life. Uh, It's just very inspiring.
0: Do you think that overall positivity which is something we absolutely need like it's wonderful to see a documentary like that do you think it missed those levels that that roller coaster that you get with a documentary that takes you right into the depths and brings you back up again i mean obviously you feel the challenges that he's facing and there's mm. the, the emotional depth to what he's had to deal with do you get what i'm saying that there was maybe those dips and ebbs and flows missing a little bit
1: Maybe we're meeting Jamin at a time of his life where he doesn't necessarily need to go to those dark places anymore. Is that what you mean?
0: Yeah. But do you think the audience needed to be taken to those places? Yeah, maybe.
1: Maybe we needed to kind of get into darker territory from time to time but I think you certainly get a sense of what his day to day is like and how challenging Mm. that is and I think that I suppose that the positioning of this documentary is more about looking forward and achieving new things but then also like grounding it in reality going yeah this isn't easy like it's hard but like if you have the right outlook on life then you can really achieve anything you set yourself to but anyway that was my take out from this film
0: and it was incredibly effective in conveying that definitely
1: yeah absolutely
0: one thing I was struck by is the length of time that passed throughout this documentary and Mm. I don't think it was addressed but it was marked by the growth of his son you could see I was like oh wait a second geez this must have been going for a while
1: yeah yeah I think they filmed for about three years uh, wow. We, yeah. I mean, I think that gives you a sense of how long it took for Jamin to, to reach his goals. And that like, it's not just a quick fix. It's not just a couple of months here, a couple of months there. It's literally like, that's how long it took him to reach that goal and the determination, the grit and resilience that he had to demonstrate to get there. And I think that following, you know, that three or so year period, yeah, it was quite beautiful to watch his family grow and all the changes in and around his life mm. as you followed that journey is quite, yeah, quite the journey, quite the experience for the audience.
0: You know, I'd really love to hear from uh, Jamin in his own words about this documentary. Shall we have a listen to your wonderful interview with the man in question?
1: absolutely i had a fantastic time sitting down and talking with Jamin recently and he will give you a real sense of what he hopes you will get out of this film and the experience along the way and then also imparting his wisdom and positive outlook in life and we have a few laughs along the way so let's jump straight into it
2: part of me knew when i was laying on the sand dunes that my life was never going to be the same again
1: Hey Tim, how are you? Hi Jamin, I'm really well thanks, how are you?
2: Yeah, I'm superb mate, thank you very much for having on, I really appreciate it
1: Oh no worries, the thanks comes from us at Popcorn Podcast, it's a real thrill Thanks for taking the time to speak to us today
2: Of oh, course, no worries
1: Now I've seen your incredible documentary film from Sky to Sea And Jamin, it's fantastic, congratulations
2: Oh thank you mate, that's, that's beautiful feedback, thank you very much
1: I'm really excited for people to see this, but I'm wondering, you know, how are you feeling about sharing your story and journey with the world?
2: Look, I'm feeling uh, excited, mate. Yeah, it's uh, a bit surreal. You know what I mean? When you're mm. filming it, we started filming three years ago, and you kind of don't know where it's going to end up. You're like, is it going to go to TV or – but now it's have put to the cinema, which is pretty crazy. So uh, this Sunday night is the opening night, and the first cinema sold out, which is crazy, so they added an additional one. So I just look forward to going along and I hope people, you know, see it for what it is. It's meant to just be a nice, feel-good story, really, um, about uh, overcoming obstacles. Um, I think it's a real postcard for Western Australia. The the scenery in it is amazing. You know, the Sea Dog TV, uh, they're so skilled at putting together nature documentaries and you can see that in this one. Mm. Um, so yeah a bit nervous I guess but just excited really I look forward to meeting everyone there
1: oh absolutely all the feelings in releasing and sharing your story and, and a baby you said you've been working on this for three years that's an extraordinary amount of time
2: yeah yeah no it is crazy um, I mean my son's two on the 28th of May you know and you can see he's born in the doco so yeah, and we were filming before that so it's uh, it's a bit crazy really I mean it's not something you, you got to think when I was 17 and you know I was paralyzed from the armpits down and I mm. couldn't even scratch an itch on my face I certainly never saw myself being lucky enough to find someone that wanted to marry me lucky enough to find someone that wanted to have a kid with me uh, and certainly never dreamt of a documentary being made about my life story so i kind of just trying to feel grateful and relishing all the lead up as well just talking to people like yourself i I truly do appreciate it
1: oh mate we thank you for you sharing your story with us and it certainly is an inspirational one and uh you certainly have found a a really beautiful soulmate in jess as your wife so it's great to follow that journey in this film as well
2: oh thank you yeah no she's funny how like you know you got to think she's from canada vancouver island so a long long way from australia and (laughs) Esperance in particular and uh you know, I, I do believe things do happen for a reason that should eventually end up on our shores and, and we'd meet for sure.
1: Absolutely. Now, Jamin, you mentioned early on in the film that through your wildlife photography, your motivation is to spread positivity instead of negativity, things you've you've just mentioned about what you hope people get out of this film. And your story is incredibly inspiring and one you share uh, so openly and freely in the documentary what is your outlook on life and how you choose to live it?
2: Look, I uh, I appreciate that, mate. Yeah, I don't, you know, try and buy into the negativity and the news and everything like that. I understand they've got to sell papers and advertisements and everything like that. But sadly, it's uh, the negativity that gets the clicks, I guess. Mm. I just enjoy waking up every day. I, I think once you've come close to possibly dying, I and mean, if I had broken my neck uh, much higher, I wouldn't have been able to breathe independently and I would have, you know, sadly suffocated on the sand dunes that day. So I know um, that I came close to the end uh, and I now wake up every day and uh, just appreciate all the moments that I have coming. You know, I, I, I stare at my son and I uh, I just feel this overwhelming sense of love and, and you know, gratitude that I, that I get to call him mine, really. So I feel like I just look through, you know, rose-colored glasses mm. um, at the world and sometimes I find myself, uh, feeling a bit you know down or or, you know just about stupid stuff though it's not about my accident anymore it'll be you know you know what it's like uh, about work maybe or yeah. something like that but i just try and remember like if your mind's bulletproof then you can really overcome anything can uh if you just train your mind to try and you know get out of that little rut look at the positive then i think you're uh you're on the right track
1: it's such an incredible outlook on life and I think that a lot of people that will experience your story uh, once it's released soon is just that, is looking at life from, from a different perspective and being grateful and uh, taking on challenges that you otherwise think you mightn't have been able to achieve. And I think this film and your story really demonstrates that so beautifully.
2: Thank you, mate. Yeah, no, I appreciate
1: that. And humour is a big part of who you are too. And have you always been the lovable larrikin?
2: uh yeah I, I i so you know before my accident i was probably the class clown in school that's what the report card said and uh <laughs> now that i am uh, older you know i think the best way to enjoy life is uh with a laugh you know and uh i just enjoy trying to you know make the bad of a you know an awkward situation like even up here in Perth, you know, like I, um, I get these women that come to the house. I've never met them before in my life, you know what I mean? And then they have to do some of the most personal things mm. in the world to get me ready for the day. Uh, and I just sometimes I think, oh, it's awkward that I have these strangers coming here, but I just have to really uh, appreciate um, the fact that they are willing to assist me and uh, and help me out. And then by the end of the one and a half hour shift, we're all laughing and having a good mm. time. So. It doesn't take long, you know, with a bit of a joke or whatever to break down that little first barrier. So I do enjoy trying to make the best of it, uh, you know, an awkward
1: situation, that's for sure. Humour certainly brings people together, doesn't it?
2: Absolutely. Unless I've had a few beers, I think my humour can get a bit crude, so it might push <laughs> people away. I don't know. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I like, um, you know, having a joke, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, after I've had a few beers, it get the jokes get a bit cruder as well, so I feel you there. <laughs> Mate, how does it feel to see your struggles and low moments documented in a movie, as well as your achievements? There's a bit of a balance uh, over the life of the film in the moments that it portrays.
2: You know, you can't obviously pretend to cry, but mm. it's weird. I have tell that story, but then just in that moment, I just, uh, I just it takes me back to when I was on the sand San dunes. Yeah, I was in fear, man, and I just wanted my mum and dad to be there. I remember thinking that, you know, like. When you're 17, you don't want your parents around, do you? But uh, I just remember thinking, God, I wish my mum and dad were here to try and make this all go away. And uh, I'm getting emotional now thinking about it, to be honest with you. So I think it's good that people see that because on social media, I'm not crying or anything like that. I'm just showing that all these great things that I'm doing and all these great things that I'm filming, but I'm still a a real person that had something life-changing happen to me. And, you know, I honestly don't wake up any days and feel like, oh, poor me, this is now my life. I've been in a wheelchair nearly 13 years, Mm. so I've almost forgotten what it was like before. But uh, when I get taken back to those moments, I I do get a bit down, and I'm glad that that comes across in the documentary because it is meant to be real.
1: It certainly is real and vulnerability has so much gravity behind it and I think it really does demonstrate and, you know, communicate that we're all human and thank you for being so vulnerable in this movie because we really do get a, a real sense of what your life is like and your ambitions and what you're striving to achieve and that great positive attitude that you have along the entire way but, you know, those moments of vulnerability that show that you're human, that everyone's human are, are really powerful.
2: Oh, thanks, mate. I mean, coming some um- obviously you 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 know about movies so that coming from you that means a lot to me thank you very much yeah
1: <laughs> thank you thank you and just talking about vulnerability was was there any point when you actually wanted to give up and you just couldn't see the light or or were you always on that road to yes I can do this
2: no no never um I've never felt that way yeah Amazing. I've always um if uh, it's like a, maybe even when I had my accident you know like it would be an hour or so, you get frustrated, but then I'd come good again, you know, and I, I remember I told my mum I wanted to hate going to work on Mondays, just like everyone else, and, <laughs> and I was in hospital for six months, and my my amazing mum would drive 18 kilometres every morning from my sister's house to see me, and she'd spend the day with me, and then she'd go home that afternoon. Uh, my dad would work all day in essence, and then he would uh, modify the house at night, so it was wheelchair friendly for when I came home. So I had incredible support around me. And, uh, you know, I regretted saying those words on Monday morning um, that I wanted to hate going to work on Monday morning because when I got back to airspace and I was hungover or something like that and uh, my mum would be soon to remind me that, uh, hey, mate, it's Monday morning and you remember what you said when you were in hospital. So she'd slideboard me into the car, she'd take me down to work and I'd uh, I'd try and answer the phones and, and do whatever I could to help out.
1: I think you get a real sense of um, where your attitude and zest for life comes from with your family, your parents, you know, it's it's really great to see that relationship and all the things you've gone through as a, as a collective unit uh, portrayed in the film as well. They're incredible people.
2: Yeah. Thanks mate. It's funny. It's not until I had a son, I realized what I put my family through as well. Yeah. And obviously none of it was intentional, but I mean, my son fell off my lap the other day and I just was, uh, I was, I honestly thought it was so bad that he had, was going to be like me in a wheelchair, and I was. I was gutted for a few moments there, and I just realised that, like, you know, you get your kid to 17, um, the year I was meant to be turning 18, and uh, all of a sudden, he's, you know, like I am very, still very reliant on other people, um, mm. you know, but for uh, simple everyday tasks, basically, and it must be a very scary time for them as well, because you only want good for your kids but to their credit you know they stood me, and they would wake up at two o'clock in the morning to help me into bed after i'd been at the nightclub all night when i was because of course when you're that age you know you want to go out and party with your friends don't you so they Absolutely. supported me incredibly.
1: yeah now uh i'll talk movies for a minute there, there's been some great australian films recently with a few set in the great state of Western Australia, uh, such as Dirt Music and Rams recently. And your hometown of Esperance, WA, is breathtaking with your film continuing that trend of exceptional cinematography showcasing our great Australian landscape. And how much does the coastline of Esperance play a character in your documentary?
2: Oh, massively, mate. I mean, I wouldn't even be having a documentary made about me if it Mm. wasn't for the Esperance coastline because... No one would have seen my footage. I mean, uh, yeah. the, the coastline down there is like nowhere else in the world. I've been very lucky to travel extensively When I was younger, my parents were good that way. They took us overseas and it made me realise just how magnificent our beaches were down in Esperance. And uh, funny enough, I was actually involved in dirt music. I was there for about five days filming some behind-the-scenes stuff for them, like a promotional clip. And it was great just to see how it all came together. Um, and that is also a postcard to our town, isn't it? You know, the, the beaches and everything like that. Uh, and the one good thing about ours is we can tell people where it is, whereas in that one it's called White Point, whereas mm. in ours it, it's my beautiful hometown of Esperance. And uh, we actually showed the documentary to the Australian Embassy in Malaysia. And they – it's funny. I didn't know what the feedback we were going to get was. We did a Q and a at the end of it. Yeah. And so many of the questions were like, how do I get to Esperance? So <laughs> um, hopefully uh, – Tourism Western Australia get
1: a bit of a bit of plug out of it for sure I mean I put my hand up the only place I've been in WA is Perth and I think you know with the likes of Dirt Music and and your film From Sky to Sea like it's really showcased like untapped territory and how incredible our own country is and to really get out there and see it yeah it's just such a beautiful part of the world I I envy you I envy you
2: yeah thanks I mean to be honest I've never been to now. And when we went up there, now I'm just in love with it. So I'm booked to go back in June and try and film more wildlife, you know? Like, um, you realise COVID has helped us realise that, actually. Yeah,
0: You don't absolutely. need to
2: go abroad to uh, to see incredible sights to experience amazing things. We've got it all right here in Australia.
1: Yep, we certainly do. We certainly do. And I'm sure that was part of what um, kept Jess in Esperance as well when she moved from Canada.
2: Yeah, it's a funny story, yeah. Uh, she had never been to, obviously, Esperance and uh, she got a work sponsorship to come over here uh, and uh, you can imagine she lands in person. She's from the city, Vancouver, and then she's driving eight hours to Esperance through like rural towns and I think she must have been looking out the window thinking, oh my God, what have I got myself into? Because <laughs> back then there was no videos of Esperance online or anything oh, like that in 20, uh, 2012, um, but Uh, uh, I think as soon as she got here she went to the beaches and she's a free spirit and I think she felt like she'd found her uh, her home.
1: Beautiful. That's beautiful. Now, you you mentioned in the film how you and your wife, Jess, support each other's dreams and endeavours. What are your dreams for your son, Jamin?
2: Oh, that's an awesome question, mate. I've never had that put to me. Uh, I just hope he lives a a great life. Uh, I would love for him uh, I wouldn't want to push him into anything. But one thing I felt like I had taken from me is uh, when I was 17, that's like right when you're about to go traveling on your own or, you know, do a Contiki. My mum and dad had actually bought me a Contiki for my 18th birthday that I didn't know about. And right. uh, I would love for him just to go and adventure as much as possible um, before you have commitments, you know what I mean? Yeah. Before you have a mortgage or before you have a full-time job, you just want people to, you're only young once and try to get out there and, and make the most of it.
1: Absolutely. I've got a mortgage uh, on the near horizon for me, so I'm kind of like hoping that it gets pushed back a little bit further, but I totally agree. You know, go out and see the world and have experiences before um before the responsibilities have to uh, become precedent and priority.
2: Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you're a long time committed to work and a long time committed to yeah. a house. And those things are fantastic, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's lovely coming home to your own place at the end of the day and just being out and relaxed. But, uh, you know, something that you can't really buy are experiences and memories, but there's something that will absolutely live with you forever. So I'd recommend trying to garner as many of those as possible while you can. It's
1: a beautiful dream to have for your son, Jamin. Thank you, Nathan. Just, I've got a couple more questions for you. What do you hope people take away from this documentary or understand about living with a disability?
2: I hope people are motivated, if I'm honest with you. Like, uh, before I had my accident, I would sleep in and, you know, not late, but, you know, I was just a teenager, really. But now, if I had my time again, I'd be out making the most of my limbs before I lost them. So... You never know what's around the corner is what mm. I would tell people and mm. you can see that with me and I would hope people just want to get out there and make the most of their life. Um, you only have one life, you know, where <laughs> that's one thing that's guaranteed to us. You live and you die mm. and uh, you want to make the most of it before you do die. So I'd recommend just trying to get out there and see for sights. you know, kiss the ones you love, hug them, hold them tight and, um, and try and make the most of your life.
1: And absolutely, I think that's, key to what audiences will take away from your film absolutely
2: well thank you mate That's, Yeah, well, I could talk to you all day long you're just full <laughs> so, Yeah.
1: <laughs> now I, I do have to say that uh, one of the tensest moments in film this year for me was when you were bringing the drone back to the boat in, in the film and yeah. uh, I'm hopefully this isn't too sensitive a question but how many drones have you happened to damage or lose to the elements over the years
2: no, you know, it's a fine question, mate. And uh, the <laughs> answer is one in the filming is uh, from scratch to See. Uh, oh, so uh, we saw I, it. I, uh, I, that, w- that was not my uh, fault either. That was a, <laughs> uh, a propeller null function. But, hey, I mean, when you're using technology, all it takes is a battery of to fail or something like that. And I'm just yeah. grateful for the fact that all my filming's out over the water, so there's no risk to uh, anyone really if it were to fall out of the sky mm. um you just lose the equipment really but equipment can be replaced someone's head if it landed on a cart. so that's yeah. the main thing um i'm sure before my droning days are done there'll be another one for sure
1: well i'm very impressed that you've got such a, a good track record to date, considering how much you take your drone out and capture that incredible content uh so yeah well done i'm super impressed
2: <laughs> thanks mate yeah my motto is if uh if the footage is worth capturing, then it's worth the risk of losing the drone. So if it's windy or, uh, you know, uh, a bit further and I should be pushing it, then um, uh, if what I'm going to get is, uh, is worth it, then I'll do it for sure. But the only thing I hope is that I never capture something amazing and then lose the drone and the memory card because that means I'd never be able to retrieve the footage that oh, would
1: Fingers crossed. That would be devastating. Let's hope that's not the case. <laughs> Mate, Jamin, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an honour talking to you and all the success for your documentary from Sky to Sea.
2: Thank you so much, mate. It's been a, a pleasure being here uh, and chatting to you. I really appreciate it.
1: No worries. Take care, mate. Thank you so much. All the best. Oh, this is awesome. Oh, the whales are right here. Oh! Everybody's excited for him.
2: Oh! It's so exciting. Nothing's going to stop me from getting back in the water. Are we ready to go? Ginormous creatures. It's quite incredible.
0: What an inspirational man Jamin is.
1: Incredibly inspiring. And I tell you what, I would jump at the bit to share a couple of beers with this guy as well. I think he'd be a lot of fun. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love the connection that he has to the ocean and how important yeah. it was for him to get back in there. I mean, I think he says in the film that the ocean welcomed him back with open arms and it's just beautiful.
1: You know, I just I just love his outlook on Life.ly and his beautiful mm. ambitions and dreams for, for his son as well. It's really, really wonderful chat.
0: Well, it's always been a dream of mine to swim with whales at Ningaloo Reef, something I've always wanted to do it. It's on my bucket list. So I was mesmerised by the cinematography in this film, absolutely blown away by it and Leighton De Barros' incredible skill. I thoroughly enjoyed this positive story, Tim. It's just... The antidote we need right now, isn't it? To chase your dreams and never let anything stop you. I'm going to give From Sky to see Four Popcorn Kernels, just an inspirational story with stunning cinematography and an upbeat message that you just can't help but smile at.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, for me, this film, you know, I was so deeply moved by it and uh, treated not only to the inspiring story of Jamin his beautiful journey and ambitions, but a stunning wildlife documentary thrown Mm. into the mix as well. It tackles mental health, love, family, personal growth, and in such an authentic and raw way. Certainly after my conversation with Jamin, it really did cement this film as an incredibly powerful vessel to inspire you to get out and make the most of your life. So I'm going to rate From Sky to Sea four popcorn kernels as well.
0: From Sky to Sea is in Australian cinemas from March 18. Do yourself a favour and go and see it on the big screen because the cinematography is, oh, mind-blowing. It's
1: absolutely stunning, guys. Check it out for sure.
0: Thanks for stopping by for this special episode of Popcorn Podcast where we talked to Jamin Hudson about his documentary From Sky to Sea.
1: Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time.
0: Come and join us in the conversation on Facebook. Like our page at popcornpodcastau and follow us on Instagram at popcornpodcast. We'd love to hear what you think about these movies.